Okay. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Hey, welcome to Fringe. Ron is preaching tonight. I'm not, but I want to give a few announcements before we start. Um, first is, for various reasons, we need to get a thousand bucks in the account. So uh, please send money, is really what I'm saying. Um, I'll put up on the Facebook page the BSB and the account number. Um, yeah, we just need to get some cash together. We've got a bunch of things we need to spend. And we need to start saving a bit of a war chest because we got clearance yesterday morning. Reverend Hutchinson will be ordained next year in September. And uh, to do that, we've got to get him. Yeah, woohoo! So you'll need, you'll have to wear shoes to church and everything. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's really, really cool. So yeah, Ron, um, we had the crosslink thing yesterday morning and, uh, and that was really cool. Uh, but um, it's an expense coming. We've got to get him to Canberra uh, for a couple of nights in, um, in September next year. So we do need to start building a bit of a war chest towards that. Um, the insurances are going to come due pretty soon. There's a bunch of stuff. So yeah, just um, seriously, Need to see a thousand bucks, so if you can send money, do. Um, second thing, this looks like becoming the new Christian's material. We're going to go probably Monday night, but we're working. I've got, um, I think, four people at the moment field testing this to tell me if they like it. Um, it's about 14, 15 pages per week of stuff, so there's a little bit of reading in it, but I think it's good. Um, we'll be going on Facebook, not Skype this time, and we'll have two of us running the program. There'll be one actually presenting, and one, taking questions, comments, thoughts, that sort of stuff while we go. And between the two of us, we think Facebook will work okay for it. We've got a new page set up, which we're going to do invitation only. Oh, we couldn't do it invitation only, or it's open. Um, so that's where we'll fire that from. If you'd like to get a hold of one of these, let me know, or go to your friendly local Kurong place and spend seven bucks. It's called Disciples Path, The Journey, Volume 1. Other announcement is Fringe Alex Hills next week is not happening. I have to be um, out of town at a meeting that night, so I'm Gonskis. Bible Study on the Fringe, that's what the page is called. Bible Study on the Fringe is the uh, Facebook page. There was something else that I needed to tell you tonight. For the life of me, I can't think what it was. So Brother Ron, who's not yet Reverend Ron, so you don't have to listen that hard, will address us. Thank you, Con, sir. Uh, hi all, welcome to the Fringe. Um, I'm really unprepared for this, so buckle up, this is going to be fun. Um, okay, so in your Bibles, um, towards the front of the Bible, in that wonderful section called the Old Testament, um, there's a little obscure section which um, I've been pondering and thinking about. And it's absolutely brilliant, and I would like to share it with you tonight and forget technology to work. Okay, so where we're going is Deuteronomy. So if you go to the table of context, turn over a few pages, you'll find it basically. Um, religion versus relationship. What is it? So religion wants us to conform, wants to change us. A relationship, it's all about love. We're born to stuff things up, aren't we? I know I am. And Jesus, he knows that. And he's willing to help us along the way. Religion. It's trying to find your faults. 
What's wrong with you? Let's get that out. Let's expose it. Let's fix it. Relationship. It's Jesus spending time with you. Finding your destiny and revealing it. Big difference. So religion. You have a religious experience, you know, and you walk away from this religion. So they're finding your faults, getting you to work on it. What do you walk away like? You walk away feeling guilty, downtrodden, not so much energy. Relationship. You spend time with God, spend time with Jesus. How do you walk away? Charged. You've got energy. Some of the scripture rings true in your head, like I can do anything through Christ. That sort of power and passion. I had a, an adopted grandmother. I used to call her Nana Doig. It was this lovely older lady. And she used to, she took me under her wing. She could, never had any grandkids of her own. And she came up to me and goes, can I call you my grandson? And the relationship was formed. She was this, this incredible optimist, you know? Didn't matter what I did, you know, her, her house was like a museum. She'd lived this incredible rich life. Um, and I remember she had a little, it's like an old cigarette container made out of ivory and very intricate. And little old me picks it up, looking at it and drops it and smashes the top off it. Brace myself, you know, oh, I'm going to go to the electric chair for this one for sure. Nana Doig, ah, accidents happen. I aimed at it. What's the point in having these things if we don't use it, you know? Moves on. Just this incredible optimism and this accidents happened attitude. Yeah, you know, I could have killed someone, I reckon. Been standing over their corpse with a bloody knife. And she'd walk into the room and go, oh, look at that. Accidents happen. <laughs> and she would never say a bad thing about anyone. And I would love to stir this up and challenge her. So I'd be like, Nana, you tell me something about Hitler. And she'd stop for a while. Hitler, he was really focused, wasn't he? <laughs> you know, never a bad thing about anyone. Just this incredible optimism. Jesus can be like that in many ways. You know, I see most of us on the web audience and here, we probably fall into two different groups. Guys who are already love Jesus and know Jesus well and those who are testing the waters and trying to find their ways who hasn't made a mistake in either of those groups who couldn't do it for do-over every now and then who couldn't do it for Nana Doiga themselves uh, oh, accidents happen God acknowledges that we stuff up you know he doesn't hold us against us. It's a beautiful thing. I know that, you know, nobody ever gets married and thinks, ah, well, we can get divorced later. <laughs> no baby ever comes into the world, you know, and you think, 
this can be a bargaining chip when we get divorced. No one ever thinks, I'm going to take drugs, it's going to ruin my life, it's going to be great. No one ever thinks of these things. But stuff happens. We get caught up in the moment, we do things, we don't really realise the consequences which that will have in our future. But in Deuteronomy 19, this obscure passage, it's city planning, God's style, really. I love it. And it's about the city of refuge. So in the Old Testament, before we had Jesus, it was to build cities and to separate out these areas as a city of refuge. Today we don't need them. Today we've got Jesus. Jesus is our city of refuge. So when something goes wrong, when we stuff up, when we one of those have one of those accidents happens moments, we've got somewhere to run. So Deuteronomy, front of the Bible there, the good bit. In 19, we have, When the Lord your God destroys the nation whose lands he is giving to you, you will take over their land and settle in their towns and homes. Then you must set apart three cities of refuge in the land that the Lord is giving you. Survey the territories and divide the lands that the Lord is giving you into three districts with one of these cities in each district. Then anyone, anyone who is killed, if someone kills another person unintentionally, without previous hostilities, the slayer may flee to one of these cities to live safely. Accidents happen. So, we're told that in the Old Testament, divide up our cities to have these places of refuge. It goes on later on, and if we read through Deuteronomy to say, if God gives you more property, more cities of refuge. And there's very strict instructions on how they need to be set out. And I love this. So the roads to the city of refuge have to be straight, have to be clear. No vendors. So we don't have the farmer's market on that street. Put it somewhere else. No potholes. I don't think there's a city of refuge in Redcliffe. <laughs> it's like one giant pothole tied together with bits of tarmac. But, you know, anyway. Um, but it's got to be the nicest street. Totally unobstructed and straight. So when something goes wrong, when you have one of those moments where you wish you had your Nana Doig there to say, uh-oh, accidents happen. You've got somewhere nearby you can run, straight and clear path to the city of refuge. Well, because we're in the New Testament world, to Jesus. No matter where you are, no matter what time, 
no matter what condition. There's no rules stopping you from getting there. You don't even really need to know Jesus. You don't need to know the handshake, the magic words. You don't need to be rich. You don't need to be poor. You don't need to be young. You don't need to be old. It doesn't matter. You have access to that city of refuge any time, any day. You know, I hear it again and again in popular society at the moment. I've read a book. I know another way. Care about karma and these other religions. Those streets, they'll take you there. They'll lead you to the wall of the city of refuge. They'll lead you around the place. But there's only one way in. Down that clear road. Karma's a big one, which everyone talks about. And I get it, you know? Because isn't that the way our world works? Mr. Kick, get kicked back. Mr. Punch, get punched back. You know, one of the saddest things I see is that a lot of good Jesus Christian people are taking karma and taking this concept prettying it up, sanctifying it and calling it Christianity. It's bullshit. That's what it is. God's not someone who wants to spank you when you've done something wrong. God's not someone who's going to go off his nut at you. God's the nanodoig, the person who's going to go, accidents happen and have a clear path for you to get somewhere safe. You hear people come up to me and, you know, something goes wrong in their life. I've lost my job. My children are gone haywire. They've all gone astray. Do you think God knows I did that bad thing? Is that why this is happening to me? I've had it said to me myself, you know. One year my wife had a stroke and had a miscarriage in the same year. And church leader came up to me and said, you know why? It's because you're not giving enough to the church. Not on. Not on. I can tell you one thing. God does know what you've done wrong. Without a doubt. But he doesn't want to spank you for it. God's not into karma. It's not Mr. Kick and Kick Back. It's all about grace. But he makes that clear path to the city, the relationship, the love. He wants to say, I will help you. He wants to say, I won't spank you. He wants to say, come home. God wants a place for you to run because accidents happen. Run to Jesus. There's no contract. There's no conforming. It's just Jesus. And Matthew said, but first sink the kingdom. I think that's what he might have been talking about. 
first go to the city. First, go to Jesus. And then all things will be given to you as well. So put on your Nikes. Put on your running shoes. Run to the city of refuge. Run to Jesus. Nike's actually a cool word. That's a Greek word, you know, Nike. And the shoe companies made millions off it. It actually means victory. So, if I had, say, stage four cancer or something really going wrong in my life, some real problem, some pending doom, it might change my speech tonight. You know, it might change the way I talk and the way I think things. But Jesus, his last days, what did he talk about? What did he do? He talked about himself as a city of refuge. What did he do in the last hours? What did he do? So we all have this cancer called sin inside us. We've all got the opportunity to run to this city. What did Jesus say in those last times? I know. He said, remember the organisation which you need to deal with. No, that's not right. Remember the structure of what you need to do. No, that wasn't right either. What did he say? That's right. He took a loaf of bread. And he said, Remember me. Just Jesus. Not a formula. Not religion. Just Jesus. No obligation, no organisation. Just remember me. The city of refuge. And what did he say? He said, this is my body. Broken for you. Broken for you. As I took on those cancers, those sins, I went to the electric chair when you stuffed up so you didn't have to, so you can go to the city. He said, this is my blood poured out for you as he went to the cross. So, guys, run. Run. Christianity is not about religion. Every time someone says you need to say this prayer or you need to do this, what they're doing is they're putting vending you know, in that street. They're putting potholes in the way. They're putting stuff in the way from you running to one of those cities of refuge. Don't accept it. Just run to Jesus and the rest will come. So it's all about grace, not about karma.
Thank you, lads. <laughs> Ladies. Do you want to? Hmm? <laughs> okay. I don't have any of the paperwork. But... Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, just as Jesus said, remember me. Not remember the church. Not remember the pastors. Not remember the music. Not remember the message. But remember me. And his body, broken for us. As he took our sins. As he went to the chair instead of us. And his blood poured out for us. Holy Spirit, come. Lord, do what you do as we come and take these offerings, as we remember you, as you invite us into that city of refuge, where it doesn't matter where we are, doesn't matter what we've done, doesn't matter what time it is, you are there always. Open arms at the city of refuge for us to run into. And once we're there, you'll work the rest out. We'll get to know you. You already know us. But thank you, Lord. Thank you for keeping that clear path, the clear road for us. Amen. And please, join in. I really do feel the presence of the Holy Spirit at work here tonight. Hopefully, some of you guys watching the watching the video feel it too. And just if you want to run to that city, if you want, the path is clear. If you want to make that step with Jesus, just let me or Mike know. 
we can talk to you about it. But there is no secret handshake, no magic words, just Jesus. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, he's there waiting. Thank you for tonight.